are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. Come on to the Rock Show. Come on to the People's Show. Come on to the Premier Show. Smackdown. It's the 9th of March in the year of our Lord 2000. All Saints, Pure Shores, second week, top of the charts. Toy Story 2, bloody hell, <laughs> fourth week in a row. <laughs> Maybe people like it after all. Who knew? <laughs> uh, the Sony's PlayStation 2 little-known console launches in Japan with 10 launch titles, but don't worry, only three of them are worth playing. Uh, former Take That singer Gary Barlow makes his acting debut in the 150th episode of Heartbeat, playing a hitchhiker named Mike Shannon. Yes! And the full leather jacket episode of Sopranos Season 2 airs, and it's a good one. It's all about how one man tries to make another man feel better by giving him a jacket. It's basically the Jean-Pierre Lafitte feud from Bret Hart in 1995. But all that was happening around the world. We only care about one country, and that is, of course, the United States of America. America! That's right. Yeah! So wrestling tells us. So what was happening in the 9th of March? The year of our Lord 2000. Are we still getting that Triple H versus Big Show WrestleMania 2000 main event? Well, the only way to find out the answer to that question and many, many more is by listening to the absolute twaddle that is the Colorholic Classic Smackdown review with myself, Mafu, with the bad knees and Tom with the good everything else. Tom, how the hell are you? Make Queer Eyes back when we need it the most. What do you call me? <laughs> it's a funny introduction. <laughs> I meant the net. <laughs> Are you pointing at me while talking to someone off camera? Well, look. Look, okay. queer eyes back. It's Lit- all right. I've got it muted. <laughs> it's a little of column A. It's a little of column A and a little of column B. Um, new, se- new series of Queer Eyes started on Netflix, so we binge watched it yesterday. And you know what? The world has been on fire and angry and heavy and garbage for months now. Like I'm, I'm the most optimistic That's just person. NXT. On the pl- <laughs> hey, hey, you leave my boys alone. Um, I'm the most optimistic of people, and I'm really sort of fighting, fighting against this tide of just, just negativity. And there, I watched Queer Eye, and everything is fine again. Literally, it was. 
it was like Netflix did a a shipment of joy and they dropped it in to us. And that's what they've done. So if you do need cheering up, watch the new series of Queer Eye. It's brilliant. I just thought I'd share that before we get get into anything. That's nice. I only know of Queer Eye's rep. Uh, Whenever I hear the name, I think instinctively of Bill Nye, the science guy. And it's, you know, queer eye, the science guy. Queer, 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 queer eye, the science guy. And that's all I've got for that when, segment. When, um, so I put fantastic. out a tweet. I'm glad you've been watching Queer Eye. Well, I put out a tweet about it and said that the new series is it's back when we need it the most. And Jack, our very own Jack the Jobber, uh, followed that up with a tweet of his own, which which made me laugh. He said... Uh, until I was told otherwise, I assumed Queer Eye was a reality show where there was secretly one straight contestant and the others had to work out which of them was the mole. True story. There was a show like that in America in the early 2000s during the we don't quite know what has the same formula of Big Brother, but we're going to try literally everything. Where it was like the... Was it The Bachelor, I think? Where it's like, there's 12 guys... Uh, gaying for this one gay guy couldn't think the right verb there and the twist is dun 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 only one of them is a real gay the rest are play gays (laughs) and the main gay has to figure out who the real gay is Uh, and I've only read the synopsis god knows what they do to find out which one's the gay guy Uh, I could think of a few ways (laughs) but this was a show that you read and go what? Like, wait a minute, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? Yes, you have to figure out which one's the right one. So if you pick the wrong one, you don't win. And you don't win, you know, five grand's worth of scratch cards or, you know, the king-size meal at TGI Fridays, whatever the hell is sponsoring this bloody awful thing. So, uh, yes, so Jack may be talking twaddle, but he's not speaking complete twaddle, which so is a good There sign. is something that exists. Okay, he's halfway there, living on a prayer. How are you doing, sir? Honestly, I'm good. I think I'm still uh, moisting on my own juices at this point because I didn't expect to be this uh, happy and excited considering I've not drank for two months because drinking with friends is cool, drinking by yourself in your house during lockdowns, like, (laughs) But I decided to sod it. it was my friend's, uh, it, was a, it was a two birthday celebration on Friday and they'd had a go at me because I hadn't drank last time. Uh, I drank Huel instead. And they were like, that's not the point. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. So I went and got some Jaeger. And let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> was lockdown improved Turns out by it's Jaeger. All right. Exactly. Uh, Jaeger makes things good. So uh, I'm fine. It, it takes the pain off takes the pain, takes the tension off the fact that I knackered my knees because I decided to go jogging, which is a good plan. Jogging, yay. The bad thing is you decide to jog and you use trainers that you bought six years ago that you assume are going to have the same amount of uh, shock absorbers that they once did. So I mean, walk around like I've got rickets this week. <laughs> I'm like, uh. You know when Road Dog he bounces off the ropes as opponents on the floor and he does that thing with his knees? That's been me walking the fridge. <laughs> What made you decide to go jogging? Oh, it was lovely weather. Yeah. And I'm like, I can get one walk in a day. Well, sorry, I'm jogging. And then I also did what my uncle said is I was like, I know what you're going to do. Because what? He goes, you're going to just run fast, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, no, no, try going slow. 
Sorry, try not listening to Metallica when you go jogging. All right, it's the first mistake everybody makes. All right, how about like take it, take it down. All right, how about Mr. some Paul and All right, Mr. And Mr. Miyagi of jogging over there. <laughs> take, t- take the Fear Factory out, put the Elton John on, and go jogging. I'm like, well, what's the bloody point? So it's, it's fine. Advice. I like everything else, Tom. Like everything else, Tom, you're bad at something to begin with, then you'll get good at it. As soon as lockdown's finished, get some proper trainers, and I'll run around like a fanny. How would you <laughs> at be? the speed of sound? At the speed of slow. <laughs> There's a bit of the show that we like to do after we preamble, and in fairness to people at home, or wherever it is, you listen to this, uh, me and Tom haven't seen each other for a while, so uh, I'm very happy to hear him talk and to listen and to talk with him. Oh, but as oh. part of the show... After we do all that lovely preamble, remember what each other one looks like, where you remind us what's happening according to Davey Cheese Melt. Okay, so this is indeed the part where we go through Meltzer's Wrestling Observer newsletter to see uh, what's been taking place in the world of the professional wrestlings. And uh, uh, I want to look ahead to... Oh, hang on. Wait a minute. I'm getting a transmission. I'm getting Bart Gun News. I've got big Bart gun news before we do anything else, Matthew. Just brace yourself for some Bart gun news. Okay. Because of his win in the Brawl for All, WWF... Because of his win in Brawl for All, in WWF, giving him a legit rep for Japan, the Ricky Dozen Old Boys Committee are trying to get Mark Mike Barton, a.k.a. Bart Gunn, in a huge tag team match at the Yokohama Arena, teaming with with Tenru to face Hashimoto and Ogawa. Just let that sink wow. in. Wow, <laughs> those are some big names. Yep, <laughs> it's, this is all because of of, what? The, of the brawl for all. It's amazing. I love it. it. Gets sparked out. It sparks out Steve Williams, and he's like, "Oh, great." Thanks, idiot. Good luck getting booked anywhere else after we've done with you, idiot. Goes to Japan, they're like, oh, please work for us. <laughs> it's you true. sparked out Steve Williams. Like, Steve Williams was like, you know, uh, Chuck Norris over there. So, I mean, sadly, nothing came of it because all Japan turned it down. So, But, but it's a nice thought. Aww. Bart Gunn very nearly ended up doing stuff for all Japan. Um, Sabo is done with ECW once again. Uh, it now appears uh, that uh, he is completely done. So what happened is, this time, uh, the ECW arena on the 4th of this month, uh, Sabo was actually was given a script, according to Dave Meltzer, uh, which Heyman never does, because, but he's been very cautious of using Sabu on his shows recently and wanted to make sure that he did everything by the letter. Uh, so basically, would the script called for a Sabu, a super crazy versus CW Anderson match with Sabu interfering, putting Anderson through a table and then it bleeding into super crazy versus Sabu. Cyrus uh, ordering the match to take place and then we would see Sabu according to the script that Heyman wrote miss a table spot and Super Crazy would pin Sabu so this was meant to be a big push for Super Crazy Uh, Sabu uh, however got dressed decided nah you're good and just left the building (laughs) Sabu hated losing he was not a fan, was he? He very much, he very much hated anything, any time when he had the job. Very much in the in the spirit of uh, his 
of, of, of the Sheik, who was very much against jobbing at the same time. Uh, Heyman yes, claimed... even if it killed the territory. Oh, yeah, even if, even if, they, if it made sense for him to lose, no chance, Sundance. Uh, Heyman claimed when they talked during the week, Sabu told him he wasn't going to do the job. Heyman laid out a script to cover himself. He should it go to court to say, look, I asked you to do this and you didn't do it. Uh, it and so we'll see what happens with with Sabu from here he's been a bit of an enigma in the last couple of weeks uh, in the wrestling world because first he was staying with ECW then he was leaving then he was going to WCW and now he's not he sounds like he's in a, a bit of an awkward place right now um, Sabu uh, in ECW were you always a fan of Sabu in ECW Maf? oh absolutely uh, when I started getting into him it was uh, late 99 so the the aura he had coming out you know it's 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 weird because it was like I don't want to say old school or not used, but the fact that it's like, oh, he's a bit foreign, you know, that is a gimmick in '99. It's like, excuse me, like what? But it stood out from the rest of the show as a result. Yeah, it's almost like you know, it's like, I'm an evil Russian. <laughs> it's like, yeah, all right, whatever. Something about the Cold War, I don't know. It's '99. Who cares? But he made it work. He had the aura, and um, he did cool stuff. However, by 99, he was also on the same show as Rob Van Dam, who I think excelled him in every other way, and Mike Awesome and Sato Tanaka. So at the time, I wasn't blown away by him, but looking back at him doing his stuff in uh, you know, pretty much the exact same spots, uh, in 93 and 94, and seeing the crowd lose their minds, like Bob Dylan getting out his bass guitar for the same... Bass guitar, you idiot. Electric guitar for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> start playing bass. On bass. <laughs> they really did. Like, what the hell are you doing? John, John, can you just, just no, draw no, us no. Bob Dylan on bass? <laughs> oh, like I need the Bob Dylan fans after me as well. So we <laughs> on slap bass, Bob Dylan. <laughs> I can do so much more. <laughs> I was yes. playing slap bass in front of a packed audience. Just to clarify things, uh, what was that news thing about Bart Gunn about exactly? Because he was wrestling in all Japan. He was, but the plan was for him been, to headline was... a show at the uh, the Yokohama Arena on the 11th of March. Oh, the thing was him headlining. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah, right. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. It would have been quite Considering a moment. at this time he was wrestling the likes of... Let's have a look. Mossman Masao and... A... Oh, God, he was getting wins against good people, like... Or because he knocked Johnny out Dr. Ace Death. He knocked out Dr. Death, man. Mate, mate, wait, wait, wait. Bart Gunn and Johnny Ace defeat Kitaro Shiga, don't know him, and Kenta Kobashi. <laughs> 12th of January this year. That's true people power, that is. That is true people power. Oh, and also Steve Williams got a few wins back on that tour. <laughs> Good. I hope one of them was against Bart Gunn. <laughs> Just <laughs> clattered him for 45 minutes. What a boy. Um, ECW. Anyway, sorry. What other ECW news. Uh, they uh, they debuted an FMW-style explosive ring match in Asbury <laughs> Park, New Jersey. Uh, they did a oh, gimmick where Carino said the rest of the show would be old-school wrestling by orders of TNN. So, of course, that meant the first of the show was brawling and juice. They put Mahoney, Mahoney versus Vic Grimes in the explosive match. Uh, descriptions ranged from fair to horrible. Do you remember the explosive <laughs> ring match in ECW? Yes. So I got the uh, RF video, who during this time are probably the only people that benefit from ECW right now because all the interesting stuff was happening at house shows. Uh, none of it was on TV. Yes, I've seen this match. Uh, there's a reason why they didn't show any of it on TV. 
Was it because it was gory or because it was bad? Because <laughs> oh, it was bad. Oh, it looked like a backyard wrestling. Like, let's do explosives. You're like, as you hit the wire, all right, <laughs> bang. <laughs> <laughs> Does not look good. Looks very amateurish. You know, Ugh. yeah, not a good look. Uh, and I do like the, is that your bit of sarcasm or is it Dave's? Where he says the the first half of the show will be old school wrestling. <laughs> Brackets, I'll mean juicing and brawling. Oh, that was Meltzer's words. Oh, that's got some good dry humor from him. Yeah, Meltzer sometimes has a pine cone up his ass during some of these uh, Wrestling Observer newsletters. So they're always the best ones, I find. There is another wrestling company that is toying with the idea of using an exploding ring. And I will talk to you about them a bit later on in the podcast. There's a little tease for you. WCW sucks, Matthew. That's not... Oh, wait, 2000. Uh, Yes, yes, it is true. (laughs) Uh, The Super Brawl buy rate is coming in at around 0.15. The lowest buy rate ever for not just WCW, but for WWF and WCW combined. Uh, In fact, it is also lower than most ECW buy rates and lower than anything that AAA did. uh, Also, anything lower than than some (laughs) shows by K1 (laughs) as well, which is embarrassing. Embarrassing stuff. Uh, Worse by the fact that both Hogan and Flair were featured on this Super Bowl pay-per-view that drew 0.15 million (laughs) viewers. Awful time. Do you remember? I think this was Super Brawl 2000. Did you watch this one, Math? Oh, much later on, yes. So we only had access to it in the UK via the VHSs that would sometimes show up in Woolworths. And I did not buy this one. This was Super uh, Brawl was 2000 is not a good show by the standards of normal thinking. However, it's fun if you like crap. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that's why I quite like a lot of stuff from WCW 2000 is it's a bit crap. But what's annoying about WCW in 2000 is there are building blocks there to make great things. Like, you really get that vibe. There's some, there are some good people there. It's not, it's, it's not oh, yeah, absolutely. Ter- it's not a terrible roster. Like, uh, companies have done more with less. And they just—it's just not clicking for them at the moment. Um, and I don't, and it's—it's going to take a lot for WCW to to turn a corner. And spoiler, it gets worse. <laughs> we're yes. nowhere. Uh, we are. We are. We're not. We're not out of the woods. We're not even into the middle of the woods yet for WCW. You're out of the woods. You're out of the woods. Uh, there's a line from Kevin Sullivan that's probably going to get reported, or maybe we've missed it. Around this time, I'll just skip ahead in real time, where he says flat out. WCW cannot compete with WWF anymore. We can only hope to be a solid alternative, which had many people inside the company furious, but anybody else who was actually watching the show was going, yeah, you're right, mate. I mean, he's he's spot on, actually, at this point. It's a a tough time. It's a tough time for them. Uh, Yes, but we can't go without mentioning this is the show with Tank Abbott versus Big Al (laughs) in a skins match. Oh, my God. Uh, one of the best matches of all time. It's a shame you've, you've left out the star rating there from Meltzer. Um, the action is amazing to describe. The fact that the crowd is really into Tank Abbott because of UFC is amazing. But it's most known for the fact that Tank Abbott, with no provocation, pulls out a knife and says, I could effing kill you after the show. And I think it's Mark Madden, I'll tell you about it. He says, I think he was going to cut his beard. 
to Big Al who didn't have a beard. Well, not anymore because you cut it off. Um, and finally, before we get into, uh, well, actually, yeah, two more things before we get into the rigors of this week's SmackDown. Um, WWF are looking at doing WrestleMania in a stadium next year. They've been doing arenas uh, for the longest of times, and they might be looking to uh, finally get out of their comfort zone and try and fill out a stadium, something they've not done for quite a while. Mm. One of the most enjoyable bits of something to wrestle with and their episode of WrestleMania X7, and we'll reminisce about this when we get to that, if we're still alive by that point, is Bruce Pritchard explaining in great detail how they got the stadium rights, and it was so ridiculous what they had to do, other than just, here's a, here's a bunch of money, but they had to, to curry favour, go to the auction house and purchase or bid on uh, the prize bull that was a pro auction. Hey. So prize bit of meat. And that, because that, that was so newsworthy, that would make like the, the front page of the news, the local newspapers. So it was like, Vince McMahon, I'm WF, buy the, the, that one thing. That was their equivalent of having an NFL dude, I'm going to WrestleMania, after they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, and it, it keeps on going and going and going. But it's like to plug that because it's, I thought I knew everything about that show. And then I listened to that and it goes, oh, thanks, Bruce, for telling us in great detail. The stuff you actually had to do to get that stadium. So he had to buy a bull. I'm I'm par- uh, paraphrasing it greatly because okay. you know, I'm, I'm sounding like a shill here, but I mean, you go listen to him in great detail, and you know, he's amazing. Just... Impress. God damn it, bubble tea, you know, he does it so well. <laughs> you think they were the real people if you shut your eyes. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like social media influencers don't know how they don't know how good they got it these days. All you need to do is tweet out about a product, and you're good. No one's gonna make you go and buy a bull in order to get endorsement from them. <laughs> You don't know how good you got it, social media influencers. Um, we end on some news from one of our favourite boys. Uh, an update on the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, who, according to Dave Meltzer, is now back in rehab for excessive use of painkillers, sleeping pills, morphine and muscle relaxers. He'll be using the same clinic Steve Regal used in Atlanta and be at the clinic for at least three to four months. He was promised to have a job waiting for him when he returns, but if he doesn't complete the treatment, he'll be fired. We will meet bulldog again if you are missing uh, a bit of discussion on the british bulldog fret not because our sister podcast the cultaholic classic raw review uh, in, in which it's in 1994 the year in which british bulldog has made a stunning return to the wwf he is looking as healthy as ever and he's just as ridiculous so if you miss bulldog fans <laughs> you can find it on the cultaholic classic raw review please please turn to, to please press the red button now to hear british bulldog talk in 1994 so that's your news for 2000 that gets us all up to speed it's over to matthew greg to guide us through this week's episode of smackdown yes he's looking healthy than ever you'll be forgiven if you watch some 2000 episodes of uh smackdown to see british bulldog and then switch over to 1994 raw and think why is that life raft dressed up as british bulldog (laughs) have no fear that is the british bulldog that Vita Belfort with dreadlock. No, it is the British Bulldog. Oh, okay. Anyway, enough taking the piss out of people who have done absolutely nothing to deserve it. Uh, it's Smackdown, the 9th of March. Tension mounts last week on Smackdown. 
as Shane and Stephanie came to blows as their Pokemon, Big Show and Triple H, almost <laughs> fought on their behalf. This That's leads what us this feels Monday like. Raw. It is their bloody Pokemon, isn't it? Exactly. Monday Night Raw, Stephanie books Shane's Big Show versus Kane and then slaps her brother just because. Rock interferes to give Big Show the win via DQ. Then The Rock interferes in Triple H versus Rikishi. So Shane and Steph decide they shouldn't be feuding because they need to stop The Rock. Little did they know that there was a song at the time saying, you can't stop The Rock. Maybe if they'd stopped and listened to it, they wouldn't have done what they did next, which is book a cage match between Chris Benoit versus The Rock, who can't be stopped. Triple H tries to interfere in the cage match, making you wonder why they booked a cage match. But then The Rock pushes him off the cage and he lands on Big Show. So Rock wins. They then try to double team The Rock in the cage after the match, but The Rock moves, so Triple H hits Big Show. So Shane and Stephanie are back to hate each other again, and The Rock is playing WWF with all the cheats on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, nothing is happening to The Rock. If he went outside and it was raining, it would bend around him. He cannot be stopped. <laughs> he is and just... He's untouched. He's Teflon at the moment, isn't he? He's incredible. Nothing sticks on him. And after a witty woo witty woo we start the show with... Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and Slut Chance. <laughs> Stay classy, uh, Boston. Oh, the year 2000. Will you ever learn? <laughs> Before they get to speak, Big Show and Shane show up. Ooh, they were from the recap we just saw. I can't help Both but them... think about Big Show and <laughs> Triple H's Pokemon. Big Show gets... I'm hoping you're going to go, Big Show gets the mic and goes, Big Show, Big Show, Big Show, Big Show, Big Show. <laughs> Big Show got it. Big Show used haircut. Someone got a haircut. Anyway, both of the Muckmans, both Ketchum and Oak, know the crowd wants them to go at it, but they want, they do not want to go at it, because that's what the people want. Crowd goes, boo. Told you you're a slut. Tonight, it's going to be Kane versus X Pac and Road Dog, because Big Show said so. Rikishi versus Triple H and Big Show, because Shane McMahon said so. And The Rock versus Perry Saturn and Benoit, because Steph said so. We go to the news that the 24 7 rule is still in effect. Yay! The Mean Street Posse bring referee Teddy Long with them to catch Crash Holly at the Laundrette. I like this laundrette. Advertising Levi jeans. Yeah. It's like a nice little, like, ink. It's got, like, alcoves, like an old church. It is a small laundrette. Mm, I like it. It's like the Godfather. They're like, oh, it's great. It's perfect for us. You go in there. They've got that old-styled washing machine. We'll put the gun behind it. <laughs> I'll just amuse myself. He's the... Anyway, they head in there, and it's, uh, it's all looking good. It's all gorilla handheld footage, so it suits the situation we're in. Lola gets a good line. He's not getting his underwear cleaned. He's going to get his clock cleaned. Hey. They brawl. Mystery Posse catch Crash Holly, but as always, the Mystery Posse go at it with each other. They get covered in detergent, and Crash legs it. I love the segment, but I didn't help but cringe at the fact that someone getting covered in that blue stuff. Yeah, that looked dangerous. Like, you could yeah. blind Rodney with that, Pete Gas, you monster. 
That that's not a comedy gimmick. That's like, oh god, he put it on his face. And it was so he, nonchalant as well. It was almost like he did it thinking they turned the cameras off, and he was just having a bit of a laugh, which suggests to me that Pete Gas probably pours blue liquid over Rodney in downtime. Maybe, maybe he's a fan of get your own back. <laughs> he loves a bit of slime. Anyway, we're in Boston. I missed that at the start, so I thought I'd bring it up now. <laughs> and surprisingly early on the show, if you smell a la brings The Rock to the ring. Finally, The Rock has come back to Boston. Yeah, we, we said that. And that's where we live. We live in Boston. Crowd likes him saying Boston. Uh, the Rock beat Benoit in a cage on Raw, so he knows he's tough. But Rock doesn't know about Perry Sutton. Apart from his Mickey Mouse tattoos, his bald, shiny heed, and an eye that goes one way... Another goes the other way. <laughs> and the, the Rock tonight is going to put that lazy eye to work. And boy, is it nice to see The Rock putting over guys like he's renowned for. <laughs> Just hating on Perry Satin's gammy eye. It's not very nice. Benoit, I tell you what, I want to give some, some mentions to Benoit here because Benoit is very much in the good books of the WWF at the moment. He had uh, the cage match against Rock on Raw that was very well received. And on the old QT, he's already got his WrestleMania match all sorted uh, from the Wrestling Observer. Uh, we are going to see a... Th okay, from the Wrestling Observer, a three-way for the IC title took place on the 4th of March in Ottawa with Benoit, Jericho and Angle. This was a tryout for WrestleMania. The match went really well, so it's considered close to a sure thing for the show. There's also talk they might do a singles program between Jericho and Chris Benoit afterwards. I'm all right with The Rock saying those things about Perry Sutton, as long as Perry Sutton twats him. Yes. Afterwards. Yes. So let's see what happens, shall we, Tom? The Rock sells for Benoit and does not tolerate anything from Perry Sutton. <laughs> it could have made him drink a bottle of Daz. Makes your whites white, and it would have had no effect on The Rock here. Benoit lands the three Germans on The Rock, but it's it's funny. It's almost like watching a video game fight. Uh, Benoit lands the three Germans on The Rock, so he sells that, but then is instantly cured when Perry Sutton goes back on offense because he immediately hits him with a rock bottom and pins him. And that was the handicap match. I've missed out some stuff, but I'm not going to do play-by-play because play, it's boring. No. But it's a handicap match. He gets kicked a lot. And he's like, oh, Benoit, you're so painful. And then Perry's like, hey. He's like, no, not you. Yeah, Perry, Perry doesn't made. get as much love as Benoit here. No. No one loves Perry. Oh, it's a shame because I love Perry at this point. Like, genuinely could, like, if the if the stars had been aligned differently, he could have been a force of nature. Yeah. If The Rock hadn't brought up all of his negatives and then beaten him in a handicap match, <laughs> we could have had something here. Oh, isn't it funny? With like, The Rock is, is genuinely does... It has, has a rep for putting people over. He really does. But there's, there's, there's the odd person that slips through the cracks, you know, a bit like the government's furlough scheme, whereby, no. like, he's there to support, but sometimes doesn't get supported. And Perry is one of those guys that slip through the cracks a little bit. Yeah, probably I'm overthinking it and I'm blinded by my love for Perry, but at the same time, yes. Uh, the Rock is headlining WrestleMania. Uh, I mean, no, he's not. Uh, log on to WrestleMania.com to find out about WrestleMania all day long. Also, bring your sign and maybe Too Cool will take you on a plane ride via limo. And maybe pigs will fly out my ass. 
Yes, what a weird sentence this was. Uh, so basically, yes, you, if you watch all it all day, day long, and you can you can win a you can win a ticket to WrestleMania, can't you? That's right. And to clarify, WrestleMania all day long does not mean that you watch the same WrestleManias all day long. It's an all. Oh, how long was it? Five hours. Yes, five hours special that he gets of a plug later on that had clips and uh, recaps of previous WrestleManias. Um, some exclusive interviews that happen on that. And it's it's quite a nice thing to watch at the time. It's not it's a bit old and artifacty now now that we have all the stuff on the network, but at the time it was pretty cool. But I only found out and was able to watch it years later, because this wasn't broadcast in the UK. But have you had a chance to have a look or skim over all day long? I haven't skimmed over all day long, but I went to WrestleMania.com via the Wayback Machine. Ooh. So I've been on to, I, I, and it was wonderful, because back at this point, WWF had websites on the AOL server. So you could type in WWF and you would get uh, a special WWF AOL website. But also on the normal internet, you, you would they would put out exclusive websites for each pay-per-view they do. And they are just, they are made with such love. And it's got, like, it's all themed, <clears throat> and there's GIFs, and there's a little rotating bar that you press to get different match information and facts about the wrestlers and stuff. And it's all in 640 by 480, because when you load it on a normal monitor, it's, t- it's basically a speck in the distance on a normal-sized monitor. <laughs> but back in the day, obviously, it had taken up the whole screen, and it would have been, it would have been incredible. And I just, I, I love going back and looking at those old websites like that. They just bring me such joy. But in terms of WrestleMania all day long, I was very aware of it. I remember being very envious of Americans getting to watch it. And, you know, I, I was like, oh, but I really want to watch WrestleMania for five hours. How stupid was I, Matthew, to put that out into the universe? Because WWF would make that happen. All right. Oh, well. <laughs> exactly. But never mind that. Phone free. Free as the wind blows. And the replay is Stephanie slapping Shane. Phone free. It's for your ears. <laughs> so is this slap. Yeah. That Stephanie man clip brings us to uh, more Stephanie. Steph knows that many of the fans didn't think much of the Rocks match tonight, and all the fans in attendance were very Saturn fans. Goes, that's right, he's overbooked and overpushed. Perry, 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 Perry. <laughs> so she books the Rock versus the Dudleys in a tables match, where both the Dudleys have to go through tables, but the Rock only has to go through one. Ooh, Stephanie was fantastic here. Even if she's in every second segment on the show, God, she's got the mannerisms and facial expressions down to a T she really has that's my opinion I'm sticking to it <laughs> and we get a rare glimpse at Christian's singles theme playing so quickly take a photo coincidentally something I learned recently watching old episodes of Superstars 95 because Insomnia's a bitch did you know that Rad Radford aka Louis Piccoli his theme music would end up being the Headbangers theme really? That's right. So Rad Radford's music originally was was the one that the Headbangers took? Uh, the other way round, yes. Well, the more you know. Mm. I'm quite glad you've listened to this podcast, eh? I like stuff Loyal like that. Loyal listener. I've got a music fact. Like I've got a music fact to drop in a little bit. Uh, I've looked at the rest of the show. There's not much else. Do you want to oh. do it now? No, no. When we get to it, I will. 
Oh, damn it. <laughs> anyway, here's Terry. Here's Terry to stalk Edge and Christian and ask him, do you need dropping off back to Canada after the show? You know, playing a role she did in the Hardy Boys. <laughs> and they try and ignore her, pretend she's not there. And Christian is taking on S.A. Rios for the light heavyweight title. And S.A. shows off his agility by landing on his feet on every move. Christian shows off his agility by avoiding Terry slipping her his phone number. However, the crowd sees the agility. Crowd doesn't care. That like said, baby steps in getting people to care about actual wrestling. Christian does the crossbody at the outside. Uh, Christian goes up top for another move. Lita pulls off Christian. <laughs> no, Lita, the other one. <laughs> She's trying them both out. She hasn't made a decision yet. Oh, that's mean. That's Take, mean. It's like te- te- difference between te- Pepsi and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'd like to. I'd like to go on edge. Is Christian okay? <laughs> uh, all right, Tesco value delivery driver. <laughs> oh, buried. Bom, bom, bom. She comes in to give a moon salt to Christian and delivers it. Uh, the referee somehow misses it, but the referee does not miss. Edge spearing the hell out of her. Jesus, Edge. You might say he ploughed leader. He uh, really, so really did. He did. He did. Did if you don't believe us, listen to the crowds in 2005. Oof. SA wins via DQ, and the brothers teased dissension again in an angle that will go nowhere. Uh, it's kind of coupled in with they kept on teasing Edge's relationship with Val Venus in real life, and that would lead others to believe that if you put two and two together, we're going to get Edge teaming up with Venus as the brothers-in-law of destruction. However, nothing happened, and no one cared. Oh. Oh, but never mind that nonsense. Kurt Angle is in a hallway, and he is boring a poor old event staffer just trying to do his job with the definition of a Eurocontinental champion. See, Euro means Europe, continent between between the continents. So I am between Europe. <laughs> I enjoyed boring <laughs> Kurt Angle here. <laughs> it helps because the guy is just so old and so <laughs> bored and so old. And, he's just, and, he's, and he keeps on talking and then they cut the segment it fades away it's like it goes to break and he's still talking. they should have come back and he's like see Europe was invented by the Japanese and they yeah I think they missed the trick the guy's just asleep fade, fade away and fade back <laughs> in again uh, anyway this brings us to Kurt Angle coming to the ring yay blah 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 local sports references of Tai I don't care about Boston <laughs> and then an enormous pop for the IC title challenger tonight Taz and Taz makes sure to completely ruin the beautiful pop the crowd has given him by getting the mic and giving a very clumsy delivery you got all that metal around your waist you got all that metal around your neck well I'm about to show you some heavy metal eh. and then sadly he doesn't start singing Slayer he just picks him I don't because I like, oh, that was a bit alright James Bond was this something alright that... right, the briefcase <laughs> sorry go on <laughs> Was this something you're not that James he was Bond? Trying? You're the accessory to James Bond's watch. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> was this something that Taz was trying? Like, a, was the heavy metal thing a catchphrase he was trying to spin? Because oh. it was garbage. No, you don't. You know how you know it wasn't that because Michael Cole didn't go heavy metal, heavy metal, the ta- ta- heavy he- Taz, ta- heavy metal. He didn't hit it over the head, basically. <laughs> No, instead he hit over the head that he's a street thug, a street survivor, if you if you will, a survivor of the streets, 
Thugging and bugging. They, they talked about this a lot during the match, so... It's a street thug who'd always go to see Megadeth when they played in <laughs> Is that Brooklyn. what it is? Right, I'm with you now. Yeah. And Lola gets a good line. Taz needs to go back to the streets of Brooklyn, where you're never ten blocks away from a crime scene. <laughs> I like that. Anyway, the street thug Taz stops thugging for a bit to... Uh, brawl with Angle for a bit. Angle suplexes Taz. Blasphemy. But then Taz gets the Taz mission. Big pop for that. Angle can't roll out. Goes to the ropes once. Gets it back in the middle of the ring. Goes to the ropes twice. Oh my god. That Angle's gonna tap. What could what could save Angle now? He doesn't have any friends here to interrupt. Bob Backlund shows up. <laughs> a portal! A, a wrinkle in time opens. And here's Backlund. That's right. Bob Backen looks at the camera and goes, what is this, a crossover episode? <laughs> and locks in the crossface chicken wing on Taz for the DQ win. Chris Jericho makes the save. And Bob, uh, we get told that Bob showed up on Raw to do the same to Jericho there. So he gets the walls. Angle goes up top for some reason. So Angle gives, oh, sorry, Taz gives him a Tazplex off the top. And Bob is bleeding from the nose. So yeah, Bob Backlund. Whatever Bob... finish I was expecting, it wasn't that. Bob bloody Backlund making an appearance. What's funny is we talked about this before the before the podcast started. Is that on our sister show, the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review, Bob Backlund is making his presence felt as a relic from the past uh, to to teach these young whippersnappers a, a, a lesson. And here he is now in the year 2000 on the SmackDown review. Bob Backlund, the divine constant between Cultaholic Classic Review programs right now. Uh, a quick note from Dave Meltzer regarding Bob Backlund. Um, definitely pinecone up the arse, Dave Meltzer here. Backlund is a complete idiot doing that, <laughs> that doing that goofball out of touch routine while at the same time running for the US House of Representatives. Oh well, that that that's a fair point actually. It is to be fair. <laughs> I mean, can't argue me. with that pine cone. Vote for me in the House of Representatives. Who's who's that? Oh, just the guy bleeding from the nose <laughs> in the centre of the wrestling ring. Bob Dumbass Bock Buckland Buckland. That is that Bob rolled Buckland. off the tongue, didn't it? Help! Help! Someone's a little tiny version of Bob is doing the crossface chicken wing to my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was going with this? So he returned at the Rumble. One of those, hey, that wacky old school guy who randomly shows up at the Rumble, which I love. Actually, I loved it before half the entrance weren't that, but back in 2000, it was cool. And but now he's helping Angle. We won't get any more segments on SmackDown, but this would become a regular thing for a while. And uh, I don't know, maybe he was impressed with how he dealt with Sergeant Slaughter last week, which means we had Slaughter last week. Bob Backlund this week. We can only hope that the Iron Sheik will be helping Angle get into shape. Maybe he doesn't like the Iron Sheik. I don't know. Oh, no, sorry. It's about the handicap match. I see. Because um, <laughs> he hates Kane. He hates the fact that he's wrestling Kane every week for about six months. We feel the Barone same, says, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 crowd. Same. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Perry. <laughs> but Roadhogger shows him that they are as sure of victory as... Billy Gunn is sure he won't be able to wipe his ass with both hands for the next six months. 
God, he forced that reference into this segment. <laughs> Afterwards, Road Dog put down the massive shoehorn he had <laughs> to get that thing about Billy Gunn. <laughs> Hello, my new partner, X-Pac, who isn't Billy Gunn, in case you're watching SmackDown for the first time in three weeks. Let's just fill you in on all the billion things that have happened in the last six days. Hello, Billy. Oh, sorry, I mean X-Pac. I, sorry, I sometimes confuse you with my, my now-deceased partner. <laughs> anyway, role, moving on from Road Dogg and Hot Kirk deceased. by X-Pac. WrestleMania all day long. 12 hours long if you get all day long and WrestleMania. Wow, the same length as a normal WrestleMania That's show. That's the normal now. WrestleMania to us now. Meh, 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 meh. Meh, 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 I think everyone heard that joke before we said it, but we don't care. Wait, 12 hours? That can't be right. I've got the all-day-long set, and it's five discs. So that's... Oh, wait, okay. Uh, Xbox and Road Dog. <laughs> they do the New Age Outlaws intro. I don't know why, to be honest with you. They could have mixed it up and go... Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better suck it. <laughs> oh, I just heard that back. Maybe that's why. That's probably why. Kane destroys both of them in this second handicap match of the night. Until, of course, X-Pac is a dick. And Lawler spends the match talking about what a freak Kane is. Kane tries to tombstone Tori yet again, allowing X-Pac to hit him with the chair and end it. Not doing play-by-play -play because all handicap matches are the same until the end. Do you remember that I teased you earlier on with a little something? You did tease me, little teaser you. <laughs> Whoa! Um, it's not just ECW that are looking into an exploding ring. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh? <laughs> From the Wrestling Observer, there is talk about doing an explosive ring match with Kane versus X-Pac at WrestleMania. What? <laughs> I have literally never heard this before. This was a one-line little bit dropped into the Observer. In this particular week, there are plans at this point in time to see whether they do an exploding ring match between Kane and X-Pac. I mean, why they wouldn't just go down the route of Inferno match, I don't know. I guess to up the ante, but there you are. I, wow. Yeah, I've literally never heard of that before for WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. Let, let that sink in. Anyway, back to back to the show. Where are we at, Math? I have something to tease viewers. Uh, we've just had a little break there because Tom accidentally disconnected his router. That's very true. It's very true. <laughs> and they wouldn't have known about it unless I brought it up. Nah, 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 nah. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. 
and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. On last week's Raw, meaning this week's Raw, now I think about it. Oh, well, I typed it, so I'll say it. Mark Henry took on Devon, which resulted in Mae Young giving Bubba a Bronco Buster. And they retaliate with an amazing-looking 3D on Mark Henry, but even more amazing than that is the powerbomb off the tippy-top rope to Mae Young. Are the duds still heels? Who knows? <laughs> uh, Kevin Kelly interviews the wheelchair-bound Mae Young, and she's cranky. Mark is upset at the level of male-on-female violence in the company. Uh, this episode has seen Lita speared in half, Tori nearly tombstoned, and replays of Mae Young going through a table. RTC did nothing wrong. <laughs> Mark Henry is so upset at this point that he almost comes up with a catchphrase many years before its actual inception when he says, somebody's gonna get injured. It's nearly we there, isn't it? Nearly have somebody's gonna get their ass kicked. A few more years to go on that one. Yeah, he's, he's so distraught by the turn of events, he can only shagger twice. <laughs> Oh, Christ. Just the dust that would kick up. Like punching sand. <laughs> the Hardys head to the ring. Uh, Blackman and Snow are backstage. When a head cheese fan wants a photo with the actual head cheese hat thing that football players had. Al Snow takes the photo, turns around, and Blackman bitch slaps him. <laughs> and Al Snow turns around and is like, what happens? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Blackman is an arse and I love him. He's he's allergic to personality. <laughs> and tonight we get Jeff Hardy versus Steve Blackman. And we get some nice quick action, followed with both men getting some nice reactions from the crowd. Even Steve. But never mind the intro or the outro, it's notable for one amazing spot. Jeff Hardy on the outside goes for his run across the barricade that I used to do. Blackman sees it coming. Intercepts by going onto the barricade itself and backdropping Jeff from the barricade onto the mats below. Looks seamless, looks stunning, and probably painful. It's an awesome gif that I saw going around, I think, last year or so. It was awesome to see it actually happen on this episode. Tom, what do you think of it? I love the match, actually. I think this is one of the stronger matches of the night because it's two guys out there working. And I really, I, that, that particular spot, I've seen the same gift during the round as you, and it was nice to see it happening live. Would you like a fun fact about Steve Blackman's music? Oh, yes. Yeah, you God, would. God, yes. More Did... than anything right now. 
<laughs> stumbled across this by accident. Uh, the theme tune isn't made in-house. It's a song called Drums in the Night Part 3 by Giles Perring and Nick Cash. Part 3, you say? Yes, because Steve Blackman's theme music is simply a third of a 20-minute musical odyssey called Drums in the Night. It's kind of like a tribal dance tune. You can listen to all three parts together on YouTube right now, and it's great because you, you sort of get lost in this rhythmic drum beat for about 10 minutes, and then when, you, you know, when you're not really paying attention to it anymore, suddenly you just hear Steve Blackman's music. It's like, what? Where'd that come from? What are you doing here? It's brilliant. Drums in the Night by Giles Perring and Nick Cash. You're welcome. Oh my God, you're right. It's 18 and a half minutes long. It's an epic. And yes, it's about, I and never it's, knew it's this. It's amazing. That is, that is well worth the, the tease you gave it. Oh, that's great. It's like uh, Ring Camp's music. It's... Oh, Christ, what's the name of the song? Dernan. <laughs> Jaws. Yeah, the theme of Jaws, right? <laughs> the bit where the big shark uh, gives him a chop. You're thinking of Symphony Number no. 9 by Dvorak. Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's it's not the first bit of Symphony Number no. 9. It's uh, one of the movements later on. So apparently when they had to use the song, uh, maybe they brought a CD of it. Going, I don't know. Uh, the be best of Joe Girac. But they start playing like the intro. It goes, no, 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 skip ahead, skip. How, how far do we skip? About an hour and a half. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, some more cool stuff happens. Uh, Jeff Hardy turns a backdrop in a twist of fate. No reaction for that. <laughs> Steve Blackman avoids a swanton bomb thanks to Al Snow uh, moving him out the way. So Steve kicks Jeff with a kick off the top while Matt Hardy's trying to get Al Snow's attention. And Blackman gets the win. Go, Blackman, go. Yes. By the way, is it just me or does HD Drake have Steve Blackman's face like, <laughs> on his body? <laughs> We encourage you to look up Drake underscore wrestler on Twitter and compare his face to Steve Blackman. <laughs> and maybe just without any context, just tweet HD Drake pictures oh, of God. Steve Blackman. Yeah, yeah, do, do that bit. With no context. Just tweet Steve Blackman. Don't, don't tag me. Don't tag me either. Don't, don't tag, drop us tag in. Tag Justin Henry. <laughs> tag, um, tag John Eiley in it. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Photoshop. Yeah, John. what's he ever done for us? <laughs> oh, I love Photoshop, John. Yeah. Uh, Sing up rings in the night, part three. <laughs> the WWF Slam of the Week back talking crushes. We've already done them, but they are for kids. Uh, the clip that they this product for children is eight hundred year old May Young dying horribly by going through a table. <laughs> That's back talking crushes for the bed. To be honest. <laughs> My uh, my my younger brother was very much the target demo for this, and back in the day, we loved watching Mae Young going through a table. I mean, me too. But I think it's just the sheer badassness of Mae Young that you discover later on in life. Where um, Bubba's talked about this in numerous podcasts, where Mae Young went up to him and said, "Right, don't you be a bitch about this. You put me through that table." Like he was like, "Okay, if you do insist," he said, "No." And she's like, "If you pull, if you pull it." I'm going to kick your ass when we get back here. <laughs> May was feisty about going through that table properly. 
Mae Young kicking out of a powerbomb off the top rope like he's NXT. <laughs> she's the original Johnny Gargano. She's younging up. <laughs> did you agree, by the way, since we're here, did you agree with my appraisal that Johnny Gargano is Ultra Magnus? From the I did like movie? that. I was too tired to go... <laughs> I think, what was I going to type? I was going to say, no, he's hot rod, because he, he... I was like, I got his hot rod, because as soon as he was given the title, he blew it. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't be bothered. I don't want to annoy the Transformers fans. <laughs> so many of them listening to it. He sucks. Aww. Now, hot rod's fine, but, you know, in the mid-card... <laughs> you know, he's not supposed to be getting the matrix of power and fighting Scorp and Oxen or anything silly like that. He's, you know, you just know your place. <laughs> stay in your lane. Yeah, stay in your lane. <laughs> like talking about wrestling. Dare to believe you can survive. <laughs> Tony Gagano's like, you got the push. <laughs> <laughs> you got the backstage power. <laughs> you got the you got the title. <laughs> and he goes, "Are you going over?" He goes, "Yeah." <laughs> After all is said and done, thirty times kick out at one. Oh <laughs> yes! <laughs> I thank you. I thank you. <laughs> The only thing better than that is my I current favourite. Ecstatic with that. Oh, I'm happy. Oh, you've actually wandered away from your computer. You're that happy. I'm happy <laughs> no, my, I, I, I threw my hands in the air and unplugged my headphones in the process. God, I might need Tom. <laughs> Put the headphones back in. Like Optimus Prime, he needs that to live. <laughs> like our darkest hour with these headphones. That's right. The other Twitter account we're following right now that isn't the Mongo one or the Sid one is it's an odd Twitter account that's just the intro to Transformers the movie, but with different songs with drum intros. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Some of them don't work at all, but some of them work surprisingly well. Like, it pans away from Unicron, and it just shows the Transformers logo, and then suddenly the drum beat from Hey Mickey shows up. <laughs> and this, <laughs> this amuses me. I love that. Anyway, go check that out. Go check that out because it's a lot more interesting than the following match, which is The Rock versus the Dudley Boys in a handicap table match. Rock still has the IDDQD code to beat the Dudleys for a minute and brawl around the arena because he's The Rock. Whether The Rock counters the 3D into a DDT and Rock bottoms a flying Bubba through the table. I quite like that bit, although Bubba did literally just walk into his own rock bottom. Yeah, someone better not rock bottom me right now. (laughs) It's the one thing that I didn't want to happen. That's right. So Bubba fell like a racist statue. However, <laughs> there we go. I thought I'd shove that in. Uh, they then hit him with a chair and put him through a table with a 3D. Uh, that's pretty much it. That's the match. Oh, it again, is. handicap matches are boring as hell, the recap, so you're not getting anything here. We'll give you crap stories about Steve Blackman's uh, face. But that's about all you'll get out of us. That's right. What, what else could happen in this show? Oh, I know. Here's Ivory, brought to you by WF Volume 4. Is that still on the shelves? Uh, 101220. That's the, the level select cheat from Sonic 2, I don't know. And SmackDown for PlayStation 1. And this match is 
versus Jackie for the women's title. Now, this hey, is as close as we will get to a strong women's title match in this particular year, to be fair. Yeah, no shenanigans. Uh, they do their best, and the action's very solid, but the crowd is reacting like they're waiting for a punchline because they've had literally months of this being treated like tits. So it's uh, baby steps, as we said. Jackie wins with a DDT. There's no shenanigans. Hey, it's a long hill from the climb, but they started the climb, so good for them. Exactly, exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a long way to go from here. I thought this was fine. This was a good enough. This was a good match to watch. I enjoyed it. It wasn't. Yeah. You know, it's the the bar is so low for that women's title at this point. That this is this is as you say a step up the mountain. Yes. Speaking of mountains, the climb up. Crash Holly shows up. Yes, even after that match he had at the laundrette. <laughs> he leaves his title on the ramp, on his scales, then hides, like Elmer Fudd, as Prince Albert shows up. He is distracted by the sight of the title on some scales, and Crash Holly is able to sneak attack him. It has absolutely no effect on Prince Albert, who brawls of him down the ramp and then backstage. <laughs> he then, I'm not sure if you caught this or not, he then throws him in the back of the truck, and by God... It's the truck from No Mercy. I'm glad you wrote that too. The significance of this match. The the historical significance to the video game industry of this match. The yeah. back the backstage scene from No Mercy is this match. I was so excited. Yeah, how millions of people have brawled in that truck. Oh, the amount, you know what, the amount of epic fights that I've had on that game that have ended up in the back of that truck. Normally with somebody swinging a lariat at me. Oh, mate. I was so happy to see this. You know how many times you've had to run away from the APA handicap match? <laughs> yes, trip? yes. And you end up there. That's it. One of the hardest things in gaming is that. Bloody hell. <laughs> anyway. That's lovely. Legendary moment. Thank you to Prince Albert and Crash Holly for, for, for giving it to us. That needs to be the thumbnail for this. It's just that, and it's the big arrow that says, look, it's the truck from No Mercy. It's the truck from No Mercy. Crash gets shoved into a laundry basket and rolled into a goal. <laughs> the off-screen crowd cheers. <laughs> I like that bit. <laughs> These two posses show up again, and as usual, they blow their shot, allowing Crash Holly to run off. So Albert takes his frustrations out on two of them in the ring, takes them both on at once to quote Tommy Dreamer, because he's hardcore. <laughs> no, he doesn't kiss them both. No, sorry. He just fights them. I got rid of these these notes. That's for something else. <laughs> and so, the main event. Oh, go on. We'll say we're now a week into the twenty four seven hardcore division. Are we having a good time with it? Because I feel Absolutely. like this is Absolutely. Absolutely. Crash Holly is funny enough and amusing enough. He's willing to get abused. Yeah. I mean, he's only a little lad, and they're like, "Come here, you." Yeah. And also, it breaks up not me of handicap match mania. Oh, it really does. This has been quite a show to get through. Just the main event left now. What's the main yeah, event, yeah. Mav? I'm glad you asked, Tom. It's Rikishi versus the Triple H and Big Show in a handicap match. Hey! <laughs> you get a handicap match, and you get a handicap match. After five minutes, Rikishi getting beat up. Too cool, have enough. They'll be watching on the Ovaltron. Not the Ovaltron. Um, well, it is kind of an Ovaltron. It's a circle video screen backstage. Apparently, the only DX are allowed to have a TV to watch wrestling on. Anyway, they decide enough, enough. We'll go help Rikishi. 
and Road Dog and X-Pac beat them up before they can do that. So no backup for Rikishi. Big Show and Triple H have another disagreement. Rikishi ends up stink-facing Triple H again. Shane chair shots Rikishi. It has no effect. So they give him a showstopper and pedigree for the anticlimactic pin. Then The Rock shows up with a lead pipe to give everyone plumbism. But <laughs> Triple H takes him out so no one gets it poisoned. And then it's another beat down. And then they beat down The Rock. And the show goes up the air like that. And it's like, oh. Oh, okay. Maybe I was expecting too much. I like how the lead pipe is clearly so effective that you can hear it in an arena. Bonk. It's like it makes that cling, like a nice clean clang every single time it lands on somebody. And it just echoes around the arena. On the network version, as you might be watching the original broadcast, on the network version, every time he, he hits him, he goes, lead. <laughs> Some, some 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 trainee is is getting marched out of the building for that blunder. You said That's you right. wanted a lead pipe noise, yeah, but not literally lead pipe noise. You moron! Oh, lead to the good. Oh, lead to the back. Lead, lead everywhere. Poisoning. <laughs> so that was handy. And that, that was uh, SmackDown. Hand, that was a SmackDown heavy with handicap hijinks. And oh, this this is now unfortunately. And, for, and this will be the case for the longest time. Um, we're finding this groove where SmackDown doesn't really accomplish a lot. It just kind of becomes the the ticking over show for, for WWF. We'll get the odd moment here and there where something big will happen, but the majority of it is just keeping every keeping all the plates spinning, keeping the oven just on on low, keeping <laughs> the pan boiling over. You know, for Raw on Monday. For the big money show on Monday. Yeah, I would agree with that. Pretty much what we've got now. <laughs> so, expect, mm. you know, this is, this is, it's on this show that, like, tag team main events are prominent because it's like, let's just cram in a couple of feuds into one match. And this week it was Handicap Match Mania, which I don't hate in principle. I don't hate in principle. The idea of, here is this, this, this evil coalition who are trying to shut down the top baby faces. So how do you do that? You put them in two-on-one matches with, and, and it makes them alliances to do that. You know, so, you know, Rock fighting in two is just them trying to pop two different hours using the Rock, which which I get. I totally get. He's, he's money. He is money at the moment. But it was just, as you say, all, the, all handicap matches are pretty much the same. So we had a lot of matches that felt very the same on this show. Yeah, in fairness, we're on the road to WrestleMania. It's already going to be a license to print money. I'm just waiting for the next steps to happen, and it's just filler until then. So WrestleMania can't come quick enough. And I don't think this has been a particularly interesting episode, so I think I'll share something that happened. I think it's only fair. Uh, so I went, did some jogging last week, as I told on this podcast, and as a result, my knees have been bad. And I think I try to overcompensate and put too much stress on one of my legs, because uh, only one of them hurt. And so I think naturally I tried to use my other leg and didn't do it very well. So I ended up putting strain on my groin. So because I'd had pains on my knees, I had been rubbing uh, deep heat on my knees, uh, which is effective relief for muscular and pain and stiffness. And so naturally I just went, wow, me bloody groin's on fire. Like, well, 
I'm a smart individual who's been alive for a number of decades. I'll just rub pain relief into my groinal area and that'll be the ticket. And let me tell you something, that hour and a half still wasn't as bad having to watch four handicap matches on one TV show. <laughs> I wondered where you <laughs> were going with this. <laughs> Nowhere good. <laughs> Just in case the kids at home were thinking, God, I've strained my groin, what shall I do? Have a bath. <laughs> it's funny you mention... Um... Funny you mentioned uh, going for a walk or going for a jog because um, literally the last time I went for a jog, um, I got a message as I was jogging and and it was from an ex and I hadn't heard from, from her in years. The, the, the end of the relationship was pretty, was pretty horrible and it left a lot of bad taste in our mouths and, and she'd reached out to sort of try and mend the bridge and it kind of took me back to we ended, we ended up meeting and sorted all this out but I ended up going back to the day where we we broke up officially and it was we were in, in our apartment back then and uh we we were waiting for my mum and dad to arrive because they were coming to stay and she said oh when they arrive it, we should have a chat i was like what do you mean I said, well, we need to have a chat once they've gone. I said, well, why are you saying that now? Let's, can we talk now? She said, okay, well, I don't want to talk now because they're on the way. I said, yeah, but you've started a conversation. So she so then says, okay, I don't think this is, this is working and I think we should split up. Okay, so you're telling me this now. Obviously, I've got it out of you, but thanks for, you know, dropping this on me as my parents are coming. And being in that moment when you have somebody that you you love for a long time and you realize it's coming to an end knowing that your parents are about an hour away from your house i'd rather do that than watch this smackdown mm -hmm. again because jesus christ and just handicap matches just pointless handicap matches and it just did nothing i gained nothing from this show nobody advanced the only thing that advanced were the bloody mcmahons because shane and steph just playing pokemon and and that's the fear now is that all of a sudden that is the focus for wrestlemania is the bloody mcmahon family and I, I I was dead bored by this show to the point where i can't even remember or forget anything you know what tom i've already forgotten this episode of SmackDown. But you know one thing I've remembered? Thanks to you. After all is said and done, you've never walked, you've never run. You're a winner. <laughs> What's next first, Tom? Um, oh, God. Um, I don't know. I'm on the you spot. Got you, the moves, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. You got the You got the power. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we're at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Now, Matrix, light our darkest hour. Shut up with your handicap matches. Love you, bye. You never bend, you never break. <laughs> you seem to know just what it takes. You're a fighter. <laughs>
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 